Please welcome. Please welcome. Welcome. This is another episode of the Defenders of Business Value podcast, a podcast where we talk about what makes a business valuable, learn the tips and tactics to increase your company's value that only veteran dealmakers know. And now here's your host, Ed Misogland. Welcome to another uh, episode of Defenders of Business Value. Um, today is a fan favorite. Uh, it'll be a shorter episode than than normal, but uh, it always seems to do well. And that's when we start talking about market data. So you know, the the year end market data is now starting to to be released, and and so this first one I want to share, and I've done it, you know, just about every quarter is uh, deal stats. So. Let's let's start with that. Um, on the deal stats, you know, deal stats is a um, is a large database where people like me contribute market data. Meaning, when we sell a company, we take the various metrics that we sold it for, you know, information about the business, and we and we submit it to to the folks at Deal Stats, and 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 they compile it. And then it becomes uh, available to everybody that subscribes to this particular database. Um, it is a it's a great tool. It's probably it's biggest to to my knowledge. It's the biggest in the uh, in the country as far as what the information that it provides, as well as the the uh, the number of data points that uh, it offers. Now, I say that, and it. It certainly isn't perfect. I mean, there is no regulatory body in in our business valuation community that says you have to contribute a a deal when it's done, like you do in real estate. So, so my point is that it's certainly not perfect information. But I can tell you, after you know being in the industry for thirty some odd years, I can tell you that uh, in looking at it. You know, it it does it does hold true um, as far as the market multiples. All right, so let's start with that. The EBITDA multiples, so earnings before interest, taxes, depreciation, and amortization. So, in over the course of 2023, uh, the multiples uh, actually decreased, and they they returned. You know, the, the, it's entitled that the EBITDA multiples have returned to typical values in 2023. So in the in this period that was analyzed, the EBITDA multiples across all industries and again, you know, different industries will will be higher or lower depending on, you know, seasonality and, and just technology, technology, technological obsolescence and things like that. But across all industries, um, you know, they were the highest in 2018 uh, at five and then have been have been generally trending south or going down. Um, and and so the multiples, um, yeah, have have just continued to kind of just ratchet themselves down. And and the, the, the biggest reason is cost of capital, in my opinion, um, you know, access to, you know, you know, five percent money over eleven percent money is is part of is, is certainly part of that. Um, so, at any rate, it, we started five in in a five multiple in Q three of two thousand eighteen, and as of year end two thousand twenty three, we're at three point four. Does that surprise me? No. Um, 
uh, again, I mean, it, it, there's a number of factors that can play into this. Um, you know, the multiple that that we talk about, the lower the multiple, the higher the risk. Um, you know, that that may have something to do with it. Um, I, I believe that, you know, especially uh, especially with online businesses and such, um, you know, the, the risk increases. It's not it's not a given that, um, you know, the er post-sale earnings are going to be are going to be there. OK, so that's EBITDA. Now let's talk about, you know, we're, we're kind if we're if EBITDA is kind of normalizing sale, sales are going to sales multiples are going to also. So in this, you know, this quarter, uh, net sales multiples were at their highest in 2021 at 58% uh, of revenue. So 58% multiplied by your revenue would be, would be the multiple. And then it, it had moved lower and, you know, it, and it's roughly, it looks like it's about 49% um, going into, you know, 2024. So the high was at 58%. The It's now kind of stabilized out at 49%. I can tell you, um, you know, roughly 50% of revenue tends to be, um, you know, it's it kind of hangs out there. I, I, I don't think I would... I'm I'm not surprised at all. Um but again, you know, it's it it went down a little bit. Um you know, it, the low was in uh in 2020 where it was uh, at 43%. But I think generally speaking, um you know, that can be, you know, you're talking during COVID and and such. I I I don't I'm not concerned about that at all. So then when we move into EBITDA margins, this one, this one is the, the one that troubles me. So EBITDA margins have declined. All right. And they EBITDA margin, meaning EBITDA divided by revenue. So that's, that calculates the, the EBITDA margin. And so early for the quarter, you know, it, it was, it was running at, you know, roughly 16% of, of revenue. All right. And so now, you know, the, the, um, well, I'm sorry, in, in early 20, in early two, 2023, it was running at roughly a little over 18%. Now it is running at 16%. So it, so it dropped over the quarter, but more importantly, that the the selling price to EBITDA, so the EBITDA multiple has decreased. So earnings, so the earnings multiple, it, it didn't drop by the same amount, but it did drop, and so that that's a little concerning for me. Um, only because you know they should they should flow together. So there's th that means to me there's something more out there, um, especially when. Um, risk, meaning the multiple differ that, that the companies, that there's something up with the company. Um, and, and what does that mean? It, it can mean a, a whole host of things about the business. And, and so, so as a, as a general statement, you know, when the, 
when the EBITDA multiple decreases or the, the multiple decreases more than the margin decrease, you know, there's there it, it makes you pause to to try to figure out why. And I think it's it's too early in the in the season, meaning that we don't have enough data on 2024. As soon as we see some other um, other uh, organizations that release their data, we can we can dig in. But generally speaking, the the EBITDA margin has decreased by yeah, roughly 15 percent. Okay, so so this so interesting the 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 companies that have or the industries that have um have had the the greatest bumps most industries have decreased as far as their their multiples go with exception of a few and the few are IT you know so information anything computer and online related finance and insurance is up other than that every every industry multiple oh, i take that back um real estate real estate investing is up uh yeah and that's the that is the only those are the only three out of roughly 15 industries that we're surveying that were up um everybody else is is down not like tons but uh, enough that they're down um and so as you look at the multiple across all industries i mean it's running it's running at 4.1 now to me that's that's i don't want to say an inflated number i mean you're talking when i say that you know you, you take an, uh, the median multiple across all these industries you've got you know uh you know online businesses that you know the the median multiple is running at 16.8 which is you know four times four times as much as most of these industries so my point is that a median multiple of 4.1 which is at you know um i don't want to say it, it remains the highest you know that that across all industries but at the same time you know it's to me it's statistically speaking i think it's i think it's kind of just bolstered by the uh, information, um, the information and finance and insurance industries. Okay, so the multiples, the EBITDA multiples for for again private companies. We talked about you know they decrease from three point four to three point one. So the ten year trend. All right, so we again we've got fifteen sectors that that were that we that we watch and the sector saw a significant decrease um you know in in information technology and again this is this is uh net sales multiples you know it dropped from 32 percent to 24. the sde multiples um increased by 27 percent. so the median seller's discretionaries which is ebitda plus officer's compensation plus discretionary and indirect compensation those multiples declined in nine of the 15 sectors all right and and then but the sde uh, and then the sd multiple for those three that i mentioned increased by 27 percent. so as we look at the um the EBITDA multiples, um, 
you know, the, the, the sectors that saw the most notable declines were educational services and manufacturing, which is they dropped um, 26% and 19% respectively. The next thing I, I wanted to talk about, um, the, the asking price to sell, selling price. All right. So, so interesting that, you know, when negotiations begin between, you know, be, between, between buyer and seller begin, you know, normally it's, it's fair. It's, you know, over the years, asking prices to, to um, selling prices tend to get closer, especially those, those of us that are, um, that have been in the industry for a while. We, we recognize that a business that's priced outlandish will not likely sell. Um, so historically that it, it's gotten better. Now I know in some parts of the country, you're probably sitting here saying there is no way people sellers are still asking outrageous prices. Okay. Having said that, um, so the, the, the discount now this, this is what's interesting. So biz buy sell is a, is another, uh, another organization that I follow um, as far as for market data, what's, what's happening in the industry. And their asking price to selling price tends to have about a 7% Delta, meaning that, you know, the, the purchase price to what it actually, or the, the asking price to what it actually sells for is about 7% difference. Interestingly enough um, that the difference between ask and sale price using deal stats is running between 16 and 18%, which to me is just, yeah, I, I don't want to say alarming, but it, it's surprise it, that this one was a surprise for me. The, for those of you thinking about selling, uh, everybody wants to know how long it takes to sell a company in 2024, the average the average time was 241 days. And then let's see my last, the last thing that I wanted to share was <clears throat> everybody wants to know what 24 looks like. I think it looks a lot like 23. Um, I, I, I think that the SBA has, has done a really remarkable job as far as opening up some capital um, avenues for us. I think that there will be a lot of opportunity for um, people to, to get fair, fair values. I, I think that the industry consolidations going on, uh, I think the prices that were being paid will probably return to, um, you know, making sense. You know, a lot of the, the people would, a lot of the strategics would out by the financial buyers and, and like they normally do, but the margin was considerably, was considerably larger for now. Um, I, I think that there's more risk in the marketplace. And I think that uh, a lot of, and let's just talk HVAC, you know, people paid just outlandish, outlandish multiples for HVAC companies and, you know, just to buy the, the customers. Well, you know, now it's, there's a number of companies out there that have, have totally overspent. And when cost of capital increases, like, again, let's just use SBA as an example, you know, it jumps from, 
you know, five, five, six percent to 11, 11, 11 and a half percent. That just beat that just totally beats up your cash flow. And so, so what I, where I'm going with it is I, 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 I still think it's a, if you're selling, I think it's a great time to be, be in the market to sell. If you're a buyer, I think there's a lot of sellers that are, that are coming on board. I know from our, from our practice, we're as busy as we've ever been. We had a record year last year and we're probably going to have another record year this year. Um, so my point, you know, multiples are great and I don't, I don't mean to, to discount them. I do believe that the multiples give us a, an area of what the business is going to sell for. However, I do, I do believe that only a, only a process can, can really determine, you know, what the market thinks of it. And so unfortunately there's no real way to get there in, unless you actually put the business on the market and take it through a process. Um, one of the things that, that I've been doing a lot of this past year and I'm seeing more of it is pre-sale consultation, you know, just, just hypothetically, what does a sale look like and what are the buyer, how are the buyers going to react toward my particular business? So if that's something that interests you, I'm happy to kind of sit down and, and just go through the things that, that we're seeing buyers ask for. So, so it's not a surprise um, to you when you get to the market. All right. I've, uh, I hope you enjoyed this episode, albeit shorter. Um, if you have any questions on deal stats, I'll I'll also have the 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 report itself available on my website. You are more than welcome to take a, a look at it. All right, thanks so much. See you next week. This was another episode of the Defenders of Business Value podcast. For more episodes packed with strategies to increase the value of your business, visit DefendersOfBusinessValue.com for show notes, transcripts, and free tools to start you on your journey. Subscribe now so you don't miss any future episodes.